0: We live with hurts, but we are called to live by faith, not by the pain. To live by hurts is death on the installment plan. I won't live by my gains only to sum up my life by my pain, nor will I cave to the confusion about who I am or who others are. For me, to live is Christ. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings with global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life. We're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope. Life here hurts. Crucifixion hurts. Sickness hurts. Relationships cause hurt at times. Sin hurts us, both by what we've done and by what others have done to us. It's a weary world with constant battles. Prison hurts. Corruption in government in the workplace hurts. Chronic conditions hurt. Joints ache. Headaches can cripple. Cancer, crime, and criticism all hurt. We wonder why, and the confusion even hurts. Demons attack, and it hurts. So we try to live by faith as we embrace God's plan amidst all the pain. Hurt is not the substance of life by faith, but it can drive us to live by faith instead of living by the hurts. We live in hurt, but we don't have to live by it. We live by faith. We live with hurts, but we live by faith, not by the pain. Most people seem to live by the hurt, though. They live as victims. They live in bitterness or brokenness or burdens, and those burdens are ones of fear and doubt and despair and often mistrust. They're taking their cue from hurt. They live by it, and that's no life at all. It's just death on the installment plan. Imagine Paul, with all the suffering he endured. Persecution as a messenger of Satan bombarded him with dangers and beatings and prison and shipwreck and accusations, hatred, stonings, and loneliness. He looked like the prizefighter who never went about, yet he fought over and over again for years. His last years were lived in a sewer that doubled as a prison, but his confession of life prevailed. He would say we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He didn't take his cue from the hurt. Neither his body, his emotions, his circumstances, or his own sin were the source of his motivation. Faith was. He lived by it, not by his affliction, his dwelling place, or his carnal failings. He lived by taking his cue from Christ Jesus. So close, personal, and intimate was his life in Christ that Paul would say, Christ lives in me. He is my life, right now, right here, right inside of me. When you're not crucified with Christ, you can't live by him either. You'll live your own life. And so when the world or the devil and your own weaknesses start dismantling all the props that you've held on to, cherished, and lived for, and they get ripped from you, there's hope. It's more than hope. You're being emptied of an earthly, carnal, failing, fragile, and futile life that you might live a glorious, powerful, hope-filled life of love and peace with joy and purpose. You see, you just can't lose when you live Christ. You're no longer living by your five senses. You used to use them exclusively to determine your reality, and now you're learning to define a greater and eternal reality by your sixth sense. Faith. Physical reality is real, of course, but it includes the reality that it will decay and die. It will suffer anxiety and pain and sorrow, anger and frustration, and it'll be fueled by vanity and lust and deception and doubt and denial and sin. It's a mortal life that decays into dust. All of its hurts are allowed by God to shout out to us this one thing. Live by the greater reality of Christ. Live by faith, the perception of the Spirit instead of living by sight. The perception of the flesh. The just shall live by faith. Faith is the vision by which the power of righteousness is released. We can live as sinners because of our sin if we wish. It's the life in the flesh. Or we can live as righteous because of Christ. To live as a sinner is to die. To live as the righteous is to have an indestructible life. It's the life of one who is more than innocent. His innocence becomes tested virtue, which describes our earthly pathway of faith, often in the fire. You see, anyone can live righteous in their sleep, but it's daily challenges that often move us to lose our call to live as Christ lived. Faith justifies our righteous claim before God. It's a life that trusts its moral standing by Christ alone. The life of the prophet Habakkuk made this statement famous, the just shall live by faith. He did so by not living by faith. He was rebuked by God for living in bitterness that a nation more ungodly than his own was being allowed to attack his beloved Israel. God, this is not right, he said. By this attitude of living by circumstance and indignation and in his pride, he accused God of being unjust. Kind of like the atheist does today when they say, how can a God of love allow this? God's answer to the prophet was, Your heart which is proud is not right within you, but the just shall live by faith. God would go on to say, I'm going to take care of this my way. God would let a nation less righteous than Israel chasten it, and then he would turn and judge the nation that lifted itself up against Israel. God told the world, Live by faith in me not in man, and not in yourself. You don't have to trust in yourself. Trust in me, and I will give you life. The root of living life is by living in the righteousness that God freely gives us through our humility and faith. You're either going to trust in yourself or in Jesus, either in your morality or in a God-given, divinely imparted righteousness. Live by guilt and condemnation, reactions to failure and sin, and responses to the world's attacks, and the life of Christ within you will stand aside and let you mourn and grieve and strive and struggle and bring you to your spiritual and often emotional, mental rock bottom. He'll let you become a mess someday, not to punish you, but to cause you to make a good choice. One day, Jesus will take the scroll from the Father as described in Revelation. He will release the great tribulation on the world and destroy all the works of darkness, of demons, and of sinful mankind. All things will be restored to a place where there will be no more sin, no war, corruption, sickness, or sorrow. This world will experience what a God of love creates when sin is eradicated, the process of allowing Human sorrow, to bring men to the choice of a lifetime, a choice of living by faith, will be completed. God is not unjust in allowing the suffering of this world or of our own afflictions. He's causing us to see, if at all possible, the reality that is higher than human eyesight. He's inviting us to a better life. When you have life by faith, the cemetery is in your rear view mirror. You have the esteem of the royalty of heaven's throne, and you can bow low and serve any man and love any enemy and make a prison cell your palace. How do you live with hurt, but you don't live by the hurt? You learn to feed your faith the daily bread of God's word. Because his word made everything that you can see, his word becomes to you more trustworthy than anything. You can see, feel, or touch. Paul qualifies it best when he says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Therefore, I won't live today by the force of my depleted emotions I won't sum up my life's value by my inability to live above all my trials. How my body feels and how frustrated I get because today was overwhelming is not going to make me determine that I'm a failure. For one minute. Whatever accusations and criticisms come my way are not going to be accepted as my truth. I will not cave in to the pressure of my confusion about me or others when nothing seems to make sense. There are many things I could believe in, and they could determine what I live by, and I could make my stand on the Pledge of Allegiance or the promotion I got at work. I could defend my sexual identity, my social justice activism, or my political preferences to any man who dared to challenge me, but none of this is going to determine what I live by. I will not live and die by the sports team I love by the hobbies that take me away from my daily pressures, or even by the level of physical vitality that keeps up with the daily tasks or American idols. I will live in this fleshly body by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, and gave himself for me. I will live and die by my faith in Jesus, not by what others think of me, what I think of myself, or what I think should happen in my home, my marriage, or my nation. Some people live by their money, their stuff, their careers, or their beliefs about what they think they deserve. I will live by and for the Lord who made me, loves me, and is going to one day take me home to himself. I will live with hurts, but I will not live by them. For me, to live as Christ. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand*, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. How do you live with hurt, but you don't live by the hurt? You learn to feed your faith the daily bread of God's Word. Because His Word made everything that you can see, His Word becomes to you more trustworthy than anything you can see, feel, feel or touch.